right. We're back, back here with, with the Home, home field, field Advantage podcast. podcast. I have Action Jackson here. Action, that was a little bit of a, a twist on our on our usual theme song. Did you like that? Uh, I, I, I did. I did. Had, had a little bit of a different guitar riff to it. I I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. nice to change it up a little bit, and and when I hear it, I know it's I know it's time to put on one of the many hats that we wear and uh and go to work. That's right. Go to work, and you know what? It's a good day to be doing that because speaking of changing things up, we got a Razorback victory in football to talk about for a change. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, and I, I don't know how bright the future actually is, but the emergence of uh, Isaiah Augustus is top of my mind right now. Uh, you know, because when you lose – you lose Rocket Sanders, and Rashad Dabinian goes down. You're wondering, are we going to have a run again today? And Isaiah really toted that load in the place of those two guys. And uh, so I was, I mean, I know it's a lesser opponent, but I was impressed with, uh, with uh, the game that Isaiah Augusta brings to the table. Yeah, I, I was too. And, um, you know, I would like the defense to hold them to a few uh, less points than they did, but the offense did its job as they should against a, a team of that caliber. And, you know, it, it looked a lot like a game that, that we were expecting from the Hogs all season, but frankly, yeah. haven't got until, you know, this now since Western Carolina. That's true. And, you know, we don't lead in very, very many statistical categories, but uh, to have the, the most defensive touchdowns in the FBS, we lead in that category with five that our defense has scored. We, we, we lead all major college football in that category. So I think that's a really big number uh, that our defense has scored five touchdowns. And uh, it's just, uh, I mean, that's, uh, that's kudos to Coach Williams and, you know, give him his props for the job he has done with the defense. But uh, just, uh, you know, it was a game that we should have won and, you know, we haven't had very many of those this year, it doesn't seem like. And, uh, I thank you. Uh, I thank you very much. Called it though, my friend. I mean, it, it appears at this time that uh, it's inevitable. It seems like Coach Pittman's job is safe, uh, at least for this season. Yeah, and I think that news uh, was received well by the locker room. I think that uh, played a role in, in the nice victory we had this weekend, and uh, I'm hoping it motivates people to play hard against Missouri. Um, although. You know, I don't have a whole lot of hope for that one. And I will say, um, you know, even these small games against these teams you're supposed to beat at home, you can't take them all for granted because uh, and I don't know if this is a bad reflection on the Razorbacks, but Auburn got barnstormed by a small team at home this past weekend, Absolutely. losing to New Mexico State by two touchdowns. And so, you know, there's there's some credit due for for doing what you're supposed to do against these small teams at this point in the season, because uh, you know you also have to ask, well, how did Auburn do the same thing to us in our house when they got beat? I mean, it's not a good reflection on the SEC for sure. And the SEC is frankly in trouble, but maybe in the in the FCS. But we'll we'll get back to that later. Yeah, and you know, and I mean, other other than you know the you know that we won. Uh, I think you've already mentioned it today that uh, this is a, this is a great week for for college football, uh, especially in rivalry uh, rivalry 
every week. Uh, yeah, so absolutely. Uh, you know, and I mean, I, I don't want to just put a win to rest so quick, but I mean, it's really, it's really a moot point right now because we're not going to a bowl game. I mean, we do have a top ten matchup on Friday to discuss, but we know what Missouri brings, and we've had trouble beating those guys, and we're going to have trouble beating them again on Friday. Uh, I would like to see us win. Uh, let KJ and some of these seniors that seem to be on the way out the door uh, to uh, get, give them give them one more last hurrah uh, before they go. But uh, at this point, I'm 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 excited that the basketball team is in the Bahamas, and I'm I'm just ready to talk about some other meaningful college football. That's true. That's true. We probably need to move on to, like you said, if we would, if we could have beaten Auburn or Mississippi State, we would have a very exciting matchup against the Missouri Tigers to talk about. And uh, you know, I still would like to spoil Missouri's season, but I mean, we wouldn't spoil it that much. They're, they're not. Uh, I mean, Missouri is having a good year, though. What, what, what are they ranked right now, Missouri? Are they top? Fifteen. They're ranked. Uh, I think they're ranked and number like, nine. Yeah, they're ranked like ninth. And number nine in the CFP rankings. From winning, uh, we could keep them from a ten-game season uh, if we were able to. Uh, you know, if we were able to beat them. So there's still a lot to play for. It's just not. You're not playing for the postseason. I mean, you're playing at this point for pride and and uh, and for a trophy that we haven't held very many times. So, uh, but I mean, that's what it boils down to. Uh, I, I mean, I will be tuned in. Uh, I will be watching, and uh, I will be rooting for the Hogs as always. But uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just really past this season at this point. I'm ready to see what the off season brings, and uh, and look forward to next year. What I want to know, though, is how did we hire? What was this? Maybe three, four years ago, we hired Missouri's head coach as our defensive coordinator, right? Yep. And now you're telling me Missouri is top 10 in the country, nine and two, and we're four and seven playing in the same conference. And they've beaten yep. us. No, they, no, they beat us last year. How many, how many have they beaten us? We beat them the year before that, right? At home. Right. Yeah. So, so we we do have a somewhat of a record of defending our house against Missouri, um, but man, you know we, we got we got to get quarterbacks like like Missouri gets like like they have, yeah. you know. Um, we we we, we got to recruit players like that, and get them. You know, that's that's where it's got to start is with a strong recruiting class and. Um, and focusing on the key position, quarterback and wide receiver, getting some good quarterbacks, getting some, and of course, an offensive line. Yeah. I got to focus on all that. But um, I, I feel like we could surprise Missouri because hopefully they do take us for granted. Yeah. Um, I would like to see a good game. I'd like to see a good game. I think the pressure of the game not meaning anything because there's two things that have been taken off the table for the Hogs in this game. First of all, there's no bowl possible. Not worried about that. So there's nobody playing for a bowl. And second of all, they're not playing for their coach's job like they were two weeks ago or they thought they were, which 
certainly wasn't a motivation, apparently. But they're not playing for Sam Pittman's job. So we know the coach isn't going to lose his job, and we know we're not going to go to a bowl. There's zero pressure. To me, that's when in, in the past I've really seen Arkansas play some of their best football is when nothing's on the line. Right, and I agree with that. And and, and another thing I'm curious, and I'm, I'm really not seeming like I'm trying to look past this game, but there are 18 seniors on this team that because of <coughs> the last remaining COVID year could come back to the university if they chose to. And I'm, I'm just curious to see if the coaches are able to, to have one more of those rounds of these quote-unquote super seniors, and, and, and I'm not even referring to, to KJ because I think at this point he's gone, but... Uh, he's, he's gone. KJ, is, this is last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, definitely, he's definitely gone, but, you know, I, I don't I don't think that... I, I think there's guys that probably before the season thought, hey, I can get drafted, that they need to come back. And one of those, in my opinion, yes. would be Rocket Sanders because Rocket Sanders well. not only let his team down, but he let the state down, and I think he uh, I, I think he, he really hurt himself this year, aside from being hurt and not showing up for some games. Uh, yeah, you know, he. he I, mean, I, I think he would. I think he would. It would serve him well to come back because I don't see him uh, even getting a free agent contract at this point. So, uh, but I mean, when there's that's you know that's info for another day. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're going to see how well the coaches can hold things together because you know we heard about recruits decommitting and and all kinds of things that were going on last week. And hopefully they can silence some of that and, uh, and uh, Coach Pittman can get some of those guys back on board and, and then go into the transfer portal like they did on the defense and uh, shore up the offensive line, uh, get a couple more big play receivers, and, uh, and yeah, get some quarterback help. I mean, I, I think I think Chris Wells going to be good. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be great, but I think he's going to be good. But it wouldn't hurt to have somebody else uh, – come in with even even more experience if there's one out there yeah we we need we need multiple options and uh i mean i haven't seen anything from him yet that makes me think he's going to do much i mean if we get somebody at kj's level if he can play at kj's level of course he's had time to learn under him too then that's going to be sufficient for us but it's been a long time since arkansas has had and again, you know, I'm not having been the hugest fan of KJ, you know, but but a quarterback who's just a, really a plus for the team, the way Missouri's quarterback is. And you know, and now, speaking of uh, KJ, I don't want to sell him short because I mean he he has put some records up at Arkansas that may never be touched. Uh, that he that he said this year, you know, uh, most touchdowns responsible for uh, most passing touchdowns. Uh, you know, he's he's put up some. You know, he has. Set, he set some records and he set the bar high for some guys that could, some of those records may never be broken. And uh, well, I, I think they will be. I think they will be. But you know, the 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 records that have mattered the most. I mean, yeah, is is the wins and losses. And I just I, I can't get past that. And um, I know he's had you know bad offensive line this year. Right. This um, year was not 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 his not his best on his resume for sure. And, and a lot of games, you know, we, we do win because of him. Or, I mean, not win, but we're in the game because of him. Specifically, I think about the Alabama game and uh, the Florida game, we won because of him. I mean, 
no doubt about that. But uh, I mean, they're they're just they're just, I, and, and maybe it's you know other problems with the team. We got a lot of issues. Let's <laughs> be honest. It's not it's not just the quarterback position. It's it's uh, it's issues up and down the board. So I I really don't have all the answers, but I do think uh, a different offensive coordinator uh, coming in, whether we keep our interim coordinator or um, we bring someone else in, that 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 should help us. Um, I I agree. Uh, I agree with that. And, uh, you know, we we should have a pretty stout running game to lean on, but you've got to be able to block it up. And, uh, you know, that's that's what I want to see in the offseason is, you know, we got to go in the transfer portal, get some of those stud offensive linemen and, uh, yep. and coach some of these other guys up as well. Uh, so. Yeah, and we need we need players that with, with some, some pride, and uh, we got to have more leadership. I think that's maybe the, the biggest knock on KJ that I've heard from critics is the leadership. And it's, it's good to have the skills. He does have the skills, but, you know, KJ, I, I have to say the same about Rocket. Uh, neither one of them are the type of leaders that you need to have a successful football team. And in college, I think that's extremely important because there's so much emotion in the college game. Absolutely. We, we've got to find that, that, that moral leader, you know, that, that um, respected voice to come in. And, of course, you've got to start him off. He's probably not even on the team right now. He'd probably come in as a freshman, hopefully, in the next year or two. But have that player, that nucleus that you can build off of, I mean, I, I think back to Arkansas in the mid-2000s. You know, I, I was a huge fan of Matt Jones, who, for my money, is still the best quarterback who's ever played for Arkansas in my lifetime. And it's not because he was a great passer. He definitely wasn't. He obviously, he played receiver in the NFL. It's because he was a strong leader, and he found a way to win games. He had a passion for the big moments. and. And he, I believe, I mean, as far as I know, he is the winningest quarterback in college football history for the most overtimes, which is to say that he's he's played more overtimes in a winning effort than any quarterback in, in the history of college football. And that says a lot. When you win a six-overtime and a seven-overtime game, that's, that speaks volumes. Anyway, I could go on about Matt Jones. But in the mid-2000s, we were coming off of – he had a down year. He had a down year his senior year, just like KJ did. And things weren't looking good for Razorback football. We had a lot of turmoil in the program. And out of nowhere, who did we get? We got Felix Jones and Darren McFadden. And we had some of the best years – of Razorback football, the best years that I've ever, well, I experienced since we had Clint Starner and went started eight and zero back in '98. Right. Um, so we got to find those players. We got to find that that Darren McFadden, that Felix Jones. You know, they came up as a freshman, as a sophomore. Their freshman year was terrible, and then the sophomores suddenly we started winning a lot. Had had about nine wins that year. So. That's those are the type of players we need to bring in. But the thing is, you got to start fresh. You got to start fresh. I'm glad that those seniors have eligibility, but honestly, they'll probably be better served somewhere else because Arkansas is looking to rebuild almost from scratch, and you it almost needs a, a culture change. 
you know, a, a culture change, a commitment to winning, pride in the university, recognition of what this university means to the people of Arkansas, and we need to move forward really on a clean slate. Of course, with Coach Pittman at the helm, but on a clean slate as far as the players. You know, you know and you, you said a you said a key word while ago uh, about emotion, and you know, I, I brought up that you know this is a big week in college football, and you know with 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 you know rivals playing rivals, and there's a lot of emotions tied up in these games, and you know, I, yes, I, you know that being said, you know this being rivalry week, which which one? Which one are you looking? Well, let me tell you, Jackson. It's no secret that this is my favorite week of the college football season. Might be my favorite week of the entire college sports season, or really the entire sports season in general, because these are the matchups that, frankly, we're going to miss next year because when the Pac-12 disintegrates and you have all these teams joining the Big Ten, you've got all these, you got Texas, Oklahoma joining the SEC, it's going to mess up all these rivalries. And I still haven't recovered from the loss of one of the great rivalries of all time, which is the Texas Longhorns against the Texas A&M Aggies on the day after Thanksgiving. That was a tradition that... Even people who didn't like those teams, didn't live there, you knew that was an important game for generations. And we lost it because of all this shuffling. Um, I'm, I'm frankly tired of it. And I, I really am going to enjoy this last, I hope it's not the last civil war between Oregon State and Oregon, but I'm really looking out there for that being one of the better games, if not, if not the biggest game. Uh, this rivalry weekend. Yep, and, and I, you know, I, I agree with that. And you know that that Texas Texas A and M matchup could actually come back. Uh, you know, there has been talks of of putting that game back. At, oh yeah, needs to so, be. Uh, you know, I, you know, so we we will see going forward. But uh, yeah, the Oregon Oregon State of uh, Oregon matchup is is definitely one that uh, you know even. You know, even being an Arkansas fan, that's that's one that I've always kind of kept an eye on because it's one of the oldest rivalries out there. Uh, and you know, and I, I, I got to believe, you know, if I'm picking somebody, I, I've got to, I've probably got to take the Ducks uh, this week uh, to win that matchup. Uh, and, and what could be the last matchup of, of that that particular uh, rivalry? Well, I have to tell you, if there's anything I've learned about the Civil War over the past 15 years or so, it's that you never count out the Beavers. You never count out the Beavers. And that's the great thing about – that's the best thing about a great college football rivalry where there's so much, like you said, emotion poured into the game is that the, the smaller team always has a fighting chance because – that have how much that game means to them. And even on the road, even on the road, I still expect that to be a very competitive game. And it would not shock me, shouldn't shock anyone, if Oregon pulls off that victory, even though you and most other people are, are rightfully counting them out because you see Oregon, you know, with a chance to make it to the Pac-12 championship and with a, a, um, a rock-solid quarterback who could win the Heisman. Um so, uh, yeah, but Oregon's got to win that game to secure a Pac-12 berth. They're not in yet. Right. They're not in. Right. They're, they're still um, 
other things to happen. I think Arizona is Arizona still in play um, right now. I, I believe so. I believe uh, I believe they I believe they have an outside chance as well. Uh, you know, but I mean, I, I think you know, I, I think there's probably isn't there probably a, a big matchup in the Big Ten this weekend. Oh, of course, Washington's already in in the Pac-12. Um, yeah. I believe Utah, in losing to Arizona, <coughs> that knocked them out. Um, yeah, Arizona is still in play. They they play Arizona State in Arizona State. And if they win and Oregon loses, I believe, uh, I believe Arizona would, would take it over Oregon. Um, yeah, Arizona. It would be an Arizona-Washington Pac-12 championship game, which I don't know if Washington's rooting for that, the way Arizona's been playing. I mean, Arizona has been, to me, the surprise team of college football this year. Right? And don't forget, don't forget, Jackson, that they lost. This is the one feather in the SEC's cap this year, is that Mississippi State lowly Lowly, coachless now. Well, I mean, I guess they have an interim coach, but permanent coachless. Michigan, Mississippi State, Mississippi State beat the Arizona Wildcats 31 to 24 on September 9th. And now you have an Arizona team that just, I mean, they've been barnstorming people. They went up to Pullman and beat Washington State, who was number 19 in the country at that time, 44-6. to They beat Oregon State, who was 11 in the country, 27-4. to They beat UCLA, who was 19th in the country, 27-10. to They survived in Boulder by three points, and then they just made a statement last week against the Utah Utes, 42-18, to in a game that I think a lot of people expected Utah to win, and keep their Pac-12 championship hopes alive, just blew them out of the water. So we're talking about this was a team that was unranked, unranked going into the Washington State game. Of course, they lost that, that triple overtime thriller at USC, or else they might already be in the Pac-12 championship game. And they got a close lot loss against Washington. I mean... Arizona has a sterling resume, but they got beat by Mississippi State. So, like I said, that's a huge positive for the SEC, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, you know, and it, it, it will, I think we've been saying it for weeks, you know, these little wrinkles that uh, are in the playoff picture, it's all going to work itself out uh, of who's going to get in. And, you know, uh, I mean, Washington, I mean, seems – Seems like Washington has a pretty, pretty fair chance to to secure one of those playoff spots. Well, they got to win this weekend, but once again, we're talking about the last Apple Bowl on yeah. on you know it's the, to be scheduled. We don't know if we, one will happen again. If it'll go dormant for how many years is Texas Texas and the dormant? Do we lose a an entire decade of that beautiful rivalry or more? Before it hopefully comes back next year, you know we there's there's really no telling, and you know, and, but you know, in, but, in the in the Apple I'm, Cup, you know, I, I've got to ride with Washington. I mean, they also have a quarterback that's got his eyes firmly set on the Heisman Trophy. 
and he that's certainly true and i think most people will ride with washington but again that's what you got to love about these games is these little teams come up and spoil i'm hoping that washington does not get spoiled i'm with you because i want to see the committee squirm at the end of the day i want to see washington run the table i really want to see them run the table because i feel like if they don't run the table they're not going to get in there's going to be an argument oh they lost one game blah 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 i want to see them run the table and basically be in a position where people can't justly say that washington can't be in you know and of course pulling that game off against oregon state like they did you know this past week just grinding it out that was a, that was a real slugfest, and I really thought Oregon State was going to win that game. Washington once again found a way to will themselves a victory, just like they did against Oregon, and um, and you know they narrowly beat Arizona too. They're finding a way to win these close games, and that's what college football is all about. Is people keep counting out the Huskies, but I'm I'm hoping they do beat Washington State, but again. These, these rivalry games are always good, especially when it's in Pullman, in Washington State's home field. Last time they play Washington, uh, again, if, if, if Washington's able to survive this gauntlet and win the Pac-12 championship, they're in. And, and, and another game we have to look forward to that's got similar national championship implications is... Uh, down in the Sunshine State, the battle between the Florida Gators and the Florida State Seminoles, who just lost their quarterback. So, what's what kind of implications does that have for this whole uh, college football scenario, Jackson? You know, you, you hate to use the cliche "the next man up," and I, I know they weren't. I know they were playing lesser competition last week, and uh, it, it seems like you know the. Know, the most important player, the most popular on campus is the backup quarterback when things are going bad, but nobody thinks about him if things are going good until he's needed. And and now he's needed because you know, <laughs> they've, they've lost their potential, uh, their potential Heisman winning uh, trophy, uh, Heisman trophy winning quarterback, uh, Jordan Travis, which, you know, that's just very sad to see. Uh, I, I, do not, I do not think that the Gators have enough for Florida State uh, I think Florida State's defense is just going to dominate this game against the Gators, and uh, I do see I do see Florida State uh, remaining undefeated. Well, let me paint this scenario for you, Jackson. Is this? I'm going to throw this out there. Is this the SEC's one chance? Is this their one chance for a two-bid college football playoff? If Florida beats Florida State, let me tell you what I'm talking about. Florida beats Florida State, okay? Let me uh, try to check where that game is being played. That's being played in Florida. Okay, that's fine. And and remember, this is a big game for the Gators either way because after that loss to Missouri, Florida needs this game to be bowl eligible or else they're going to be sitting on the sidelines in bowl season just like Arkansas is. Of course, they lost to Arkansas, so I guess that's what they deserve. And we were the, really the chance for, to get bowl eligible. But uh, they need this game to be bowl eligible. It's five and six. But if a, if a five and six or it would be a six and six SEC team can beat Florida State, 
I think there's a legitimate argument that if Alabama pulled off what's thought to be impossible, not really impossible, but pulled off a shocking upset against Georgia in the SEC championship game, I think there is a legitimate argument that Alabama should get the nod over Florida State. Don't you think, Jackson? I mean, that would that would make sense. Uh, you know, see two SEC teams in there. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a perfect scenario. You you know you like to you like to mix that extra sauce in there, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, and, and it's, I mean that's a good scenario. Uh, that's a perfect scenario for Alabama. And well, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that's that's to me the one of the best paths for the. Alabama to make the playoff, which I think a lot of people in the country want to see, um, even though they don't have the team they usually do, uh, is is with Florida beating Florida State. And, of course, Florida State could also lose to Louisville in the ACC title game. You know, without their quarterback, that's a possibility too. So Florida State, to me, is obviously no longer a lock Although I do think it would be, uh, there's another scenario I think that would be very interesting, and that is Washington runs the table, Florida State runs the table. And seemingly, both of those teams, I mean, with Florida, especially with Florida State having two wins over SEC opponents, I think both of those teams get in. And uh, then let's say that, that you no matter what happens in Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, Michigan, either the first part or the sequel, um, you're going to have only two of those teams, you would think, either Ohio State or Michigan, and either Alabama or Georgia, who get into the playoff. And you haven't even looked over yet at the Big 12. But now here's, but now here's something, something interesting. interesting. I, I know I've thrown out this this scenario several times that Ohio State and Michigan uh, would be meeting for a second time in the Big Ten Championship. But as you mentioned to me uh, a little while earlier, action, that's not going to happen. In, in the wacky and weird world of the Big Ten, Michigan and Ohio State are in the same division. Apparently, all the good teams are in the same division, including Penn State. Am I right? Penn State doesn't have a chance. Iowa has secured a spot in the Big Ten Championship in a system that was probably drawn up by, by someone in Des Moines. Has, uh, has, has secured a, the, the, a spot in the Big Ten Championship even though they're ranked 130th in the country and have no chance of making any waves as far as the, the CF uh, or the, the CFP rankings are concerned. So the winner of Michigan, Ohio State is going to play Iowa, which to me, this adds a delicious wrinkle to our scenarios, doesn't it, Jackson? Right. Yes, it does. Because I'm, I'm looking at the scenario again. Well, the, the bad thing about this scenario is I don't see any way that Iowa beats either Michigan or Ohio State, whoever makes it. No, no, I mean, that's that's not even on the radar uh, of happening. So 
that makes that makes this battle against Michigan Ohio State. This is our clear biggest matchup of the week. Am, am I right? I would say so, and you know, and I mean, I, I think what it would do for me. Obviously, I'm not on the college football playoff uh, subcommittee, or even I mean, they haven't called me yet. And I'm, I'm still waiting on that call, but uh, I don't I, I don't see a scenario where the loser of that game makes it back to the playoff. Because the loser of that game, to me, is not only eliminated from the playoffs, but you also didn't play for your conference championship, so you don't have a gripe, even if the winner loses to Iowa. So Iowa could kill both teams by winning and, and keep the Big Ten out of the playoff picture all the way around. And Iowa, well, Iowa is 9-2. and two. Yep. So, uh, you know... I'm not sure where they're getting where they're getting that ranking from. They're they're seventeenth in the country. Right. But uh, have a a Big Ten champion that's not going to make the playoff. So how could you put either one of the teams, either Ohio State or Michigan, in the playoff? To me, you couldn't. So Iowa could really play big time spoiler to whoever wins that game. Yeah. I I mean, well, Iowa is like I said, they're nine and two. Let's see who they have played between. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State, if they played either one of them. Iowa lost to Penn State 31 to nothing. And they have somehow played an entire Big Ten schedule and managed to not have either Michigan or Ohio State on their schedule. So. Snuck in there to to play spoiler. I mean, they have a chance to play spoiler. I think thirty-one to nothing loss to Penn State has has pretty much. I mean, <laughs> there, there's really no scenario that I could see them beating Michigan and Ohio State. And as far as I can see here, they have not scored more than twenty-six points in a game yeah, against a major conference points. opponent. They don't score. They just edged out Illinois last week, fifteen to thirteen. And two weeks before that, they beat Northwestern ten to seven. They lost at home to Minnesota twelve to ten. And this is the type of football that I was been playing. You know, something from the nineteen seventies. Apparently, they play defense. Yeah. But I mean, but you know, we I guess we need to. I mean, I know the scandal surrounding Michigan, but. I just can't. I can't pull for Ohio State. I, I've got to. I've got to. I've got to go for Michigan this weekend to win this game. Okay. Well, I think that's probably the the best scenario for for college football chaos, and that is if Ohio State loses a close game at Michigan, they they are no longer in the Big Ten championship game. They're eleven and one. Man, I, I mean, I don't see uh, – that's going to create a lot of arguments because Ohio State has been ranked number one in the, in the, official, uh, in the official college football rankings. Right. So for them to lose to the number three team, you know, <laughs> I, I mean – and, and then to, to completely fall out, I, I I just don't see it happen. 
I'll see it happening. Now, Georgia did leapfrog Ohio State this past week in the rankings, so Georgia is number one right now. They finally did something right. Yep. <laughs> and um, I, I, I vehemently was, was pulling for the Bulldogs to remain number one. I don't think they ever still lost their number one ranking. Uh, back-to-back defending national champions, they should have never lost their number one ranking until somebody beat them. And so they're right back on top where they need to be. Which, yeah. that's that's another team that we agree on. They run the table, they're in the playoffs. I mean, so you could have three potential teams that run the table and they're in automatically. Washington, Florida State, and Georgia. That, that fourth spot is the one that's going to be up in the air. Whether that be, you know, one loss Alabama, whether that's one loss uh, Michigan or Ohio State, uh, or uh, maybe, maybe I think that's really your. Uh, do, do you know of another team, Big Mo, that's outside of those that we've already mentioned that that can make the noise? Uh, other well, than- well, let's let's look at this scenario, Jackson, because um, let's let's look at the scenario of and yeah, Louisville's ten and one, yeah. but I don't, you know. I don't think people they're ranked tenth right now in the in the playoff. Um, obviously, they have a legitimate. They play Kentucky uh, this week, and that's another big game. Frankly, Kentucky is a yeah. Kentucky's a bowl team. They play in Louisville. If Louisville wins that game, it's a, it's a it's a win against an SEC opponent. And then they play Florida State in the championship game without their quarterback. Beat them. Suddenly, a Louisville is eleven and one, and they have an argument. They would definitely have an argument to make it into the playoff in that scenario. I don't uh, think that their argument would be as strong as the one that I know you're going to make before this is over with the one loss Texas. Uh, you know, obviously, would, let, know, let's let's well part. let's let's do this scenario. Let's try this. Let's say Georgia wins SEC championship. They're twelve and zero. Of course, they beat Georgia Tech this this week. That's that's probably the one <laughs> high profile uh, rivalry game that I've never really felt has been that big of a rivalry. Georgia against Georgia Tech. I've never I've never felt that one. But anyway, I'm I'm, I'm let's move on. Let's say Georgia wins. Let's say Washington runs the table, and let's say. Uh, Florida State gets beat by Louisville in the championship game. Louisville's 11-1. Florida State is, I'm sorry, Louisville is 12-1, 12-1. Florida State is also 12-1. Louisville won the championship game. And then let's say that Michigan beats Ohio State. And Michigan wins the Big Twelve, Big Ten championship. In that scenario, I think you have Georgia, you've got Michigan, you've got Washington as your top three, and then you have uh, an argument between eleven and one Louisville. I'm sorry, twelve and one Louisville, who won the ACC championship, and eleven and one Ohio State. Now, let's not forget about Texas. Let's say Texas drops a game, okay? Who does Texas have this week here? 
Texas has Texas Tech, who, you know, might give them a game. Texas Tech's not bad. They're a bowl team, got a winning record, six and five. That's one of those games that you just, you, I mean, you can almost throw out the record books again because uh, it just seems like that's uh, one of those barn, barn burners or a shootout when those two teams get on the field. And uh, obviously, Texas Tech can play fuller. Uh, you know, and so it, it, it would, I mean, it would come down to, I, I think the, if you, if we look back at the college football playoff committee and, and who they put well, in as their final four, have they not leaned towards conference champions with, with, I think, I think they do. I think they do. So let's, let's throw in another wrinkle to this. Let's say that Texas wins their conference championship. They go 12 and one. You have a 12 and one conference te- champion Texas, a 12 and one conference champion Louisville, and then a 11 and one non-conference uh, uh, participant in Ohio State. Which one of those three teams do you think would would, would make the playoff? Uh, with I, I, Georgia, I with Georgia, Michigan, and Washington already in. I, I would I would have. Myself, as bad as I disdain them and as bad as I hate to say it, I would have to give the nod to the Texas Longhorns because they would have went through what I see as a much harder slate than what Louisville had to go through and just went in one game over Florida State because Louisville didn't yeah. play a very good schedule on the other side. In the I agree. So I would have to go with but but you would give the nod nod to Texas over Ohio State? Absolutely, because they're the champs. They won their conference. They're one because, But Ohio State didn't get a chance to win their conference because they lost one game on the road to, to the team, who would who would then be the number two team in the country, Michigan. Right. Yeah. I I would uh and you know that probably has a lot to do with my total dislike for Ohio State, but again, I, I would I would I would look at I would look at who Texas lost to. Texas lost in a you know just that absolute instant classic to Oklahoma on the last play of the game. And I would have to look how did they lose to Michigan? Did they lose by a field goal, or did Michigan beat them by ten? You know. Yeah. So, but not not knowing all that, I would just have to say that Texas's body of work, a win over an SEC team. Uh, would be enough to, to get them and, and a win over an SEC team on the SEC team's field in Alabama. Uh-huh. So I would have to I would have to give that nod to them because Texas is going to play a harder schedule than Ohio State, obviously. And mm-hmm. the the loss came on the last play of the game is when they lost. So I would have to take all that into account, and I'd, I'd have to give the nod to Texas. Depending wow. on again, yeah. depending on how they lost to Michigan. But Ohio State can take care of all of that. You beat Michigan, you know you're going to beat Iowa more than likely. You're in the playoffs. So Ohio State doesn't have a gripe if they lose because it gets in their hands. They control it. They control what happens to them with the playoff committee. Beat Michigan and you're in because you know you're going to beat Iowa in the title game. Yeah, but you could have said the same thing about Texas. Beat Oklahoma and you're in. It's just, it just that game happened a long time ago, and the Michigan-Ohio State game is – 
that's a good and, and that's why we do this that's a great argument on the flip side but I'm, I'm actually trying to side with you on this argument you made a couple of weeks ago about Texas getting the opportunity to be in and I can actually see it breaking down with the Ohio State loss that mm-hmm. Ohio State loss really opens that door wide for Texas and all you gotta do is beat Texas Tech and win the Big 12 championship game you're going to the playoffs I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I have to, I really have to agree with you. I mean, that's the way I see it too, with Ohio State not playing in their championship game and Texas running the table. And again, normally Texas running the table, I would still probably lean towards Ohio State, but the win over Alabama to me is the kicker. Um, and then if Ohio State really wants <laughs> they can be upset with their conference for not doing away with divisions. Yeah. If, you, if yeah. they didn't have divisions, it would be a rematch. After they play Michigan this weekend, they play them again next weekend in the title game. But because they still have divisions, it's the North versus the South. In the SEC, it's the East versus the West. You know, the, the Western division representative in some conferences or that whatever that split is, sometimes they might deserve it like Alabama does, yeah. or they might not deserve it like Iowa, for instance. Well, that's what we have in the SEC. We got East-West. And now, and, and this is the last year, you know, you talk about last year's of things. This is the last year of East-West and the SEC because they're going to no divisions. The SEC will not have divisions next year. The top two teams will play for the conference championship. I did not know I that. I know that. And, and, and yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that's kind of the way it should be because you want the two best teams from the conference playing, especially when uh, – but, but again, I, I can also see nobody wants a Michigan-Ohio State rematch the next week after they play because um, it's, it's, it's like the first game meant nothing. So nobody wants to see that either. And I get that. Um, it's, a, it's a tough scenario to be in. And, again, if Alabama and Georgia had already played this year, well, nobody wants to see them meet again, even though they could. They could have played. They could, even though they're in different uh, sides, of different divisions. They're just from the luck of the scheduling or maybe somebody's looking out for one or the other that they, that they didn't play each other. So, um, it's a tough call, but here I will say this: I I really believe Ohio State's better than Texas. I think most okay. people in the country would agree with that. And if Texas was to get the nod over Ohio State in that scenario, to me, that's a gift to Georgia. If Georgia is the number one, gets the number one seed, whoever gets the number one seed, that's a gift to them. Is getting to play Texas instead of Ohio State. Um, and but I would also like to see that because you know Texas beat Alabama on their own field. Why not match Texas back up with another SEC opponent in the playoff in Georgia? See if they can beat both of the top SEC teams. Right. You know, and get them and get them used to what they're fixing the face next year when they go to the conference. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and then well, that's the other weird thing is that the, the it's only the fact that Texas 
happens to be in a different conference this year. Tell me this. I I wonder what the season would have turned out to be if you just switch places with Arkansas and Texas. I have to wonder. And again, obviously, we, we... you know, don't have, I mean, we've had a, a poor year, and I'm not saying we have a national championship team. But I would like to see what the difference in the records would be if you just had Texas in the SEC West this year play Arkansas's schedule exactly, and you had Arkansas in the Big 12, and Arkansas played Texas's schedule exactly. And I will guarantee you we'd be going to a bowl. We'd be going to a bowl. Texas would have had probably, I would say, two, three, three or four more losses on their schedule. Yeah. Te- Texas right now would be seven and four. Yeah. They'd be, they'd be probably seven and four. Now, obviously, they would have won that game against Alabama because I, I say, oh, you know, haven't played. Well, they did play one game that was the same. They both played at Alabama. Arkansas lost by three, and Texas won by what? Ten? Uh, uh, double digits. Yeah, one by double digits. digits. So they, they did both play. Now, Alabama, I'll argue, was better when Arkansas played them than they were when, when Texas played them early in the year. They had a chance to, to fix their problems. But uh, yeah. but there's not there's not a whole lot of, you know, difference. It's only the fortuity that Texas is in a different conference that they're even in the same conversation for a national championship have a chance at national championship because they're not in the same conference, you know? So you know, and I'm I'm curious, you know, with, with all this talk, which which of these teams that we're that we're high on right now doesn't survive uh, rivalry week. And you know, I think you Yeah, that's that's a good question. Well let's turn to my biggest rivalry game, the one that I'm the most excited about. And that is my eight and three North Carolina State Wolfpack host. Now, now we are ranked number twenty-two in the country, Jackson. We have a little b number beside our name for the first time all season, and we faced a team that has had a little b number but no longer has one after that loss to Clemson. The unranked North Carolina Tar Heels of Chapel Hill against NC State. Now, this is a rivalry, I can tell you from personal experience. Uh, I I think I heard one of the quotes from uh, the Civil War about the Civil War this week in in an article, that it's deeper than hate. Emotions are deeper than hate. (laughs) (laughs) I have to agree from personal experience that that this is is a high-intensity, high-emotionally intense rivalry between NC State and North Carolina. Uh, who you liking? Both teams are eight and three, by the way. Who you liking that, Jackson? I want to go on the record saying that this is going to be an NC State team that ends the season with ten wins. They're going to end the season with ten wins. They're <laughs> going to beat. They're going to beat North Carolina. They're going to win a bowl game, and the North Carolina State Wolfpack are going to end the season with ten wins. I'm saying that right now. So, yes, they definitely beat North Carolina this week. Definitely all Wolfpack. Well, now, you know, last year, Jackson, I went to the Liberty Bowl for Arkansas. This year, I won't be going to Arkansas Bowl, obviously, because there won't be one. But NC State, if we can get a good win here and get us a, a real solid bowl, 
I may do some traveling for the wolf pack, and I've been known to do it. That would not surprise me. That would definitely not surprise me. (laughs) But I I really need this win. It's hard hard to go see them if you get beat on your home field by North Carolina. It's it's, it's it's hard to do that. I I keep saying this, but North Carolina State is one of the teams that home field advantage still matters. When you go to that environment with all those crazy wolf packians, you're surrounded by the enemy. And you feel that feeling that's deeper than hate when you come in there wearing that nasty, ugly, whatever that color blue is that I don't even think it should qualify as blue. It's more like a, a girly color. You come in there wearing pretty boy blue. You, you know what's fixing to happen to you. You're fixing to get you're fixing to get stacked and smashed, and you're going to get beat by the wolf pack. And if I had the voice to let out a good wolf pack howl, I would, but I'm not ready for that. But, <laughs> Yeah, well, let's, let's say that one for the other day. North Carolina State, yes. All right, so we got Jackson picking uh, North, uh, North Carolina State over UNC. Jackson's got Michigan over Ohio State. Am I right about that, Jackson? That's right. That's correct. And uh, he's got Florida State over Florida. Florida didn't have enough. He's got Washington over Washington State. Uh, let's turn our attention. Oh, he's got Oregon over Oregon State. And uh, I, you said that Texas and Texas Tech are going to be a barn burner, but I'm trying to – did you give us a prediction on that? It, it could be, but I, I – you know, Is that your upset of the week? Something tells me not to ride with the Longhorns, but I'm going to ride with the Longhorns because if they want to compete for a college football playoff, this might be their only chance because they're not doing it once they get to the SEC. We know this. They know it. So if they want an opportunity, this is the time to reach up and grab one. And so I'm going to pull for the Longhorns this week. All right. So we because we do we do have this on the record. We do have some playback abilities too for next week. So we're going to be keeping yeah, score with Jackson. Yeah. Uh, got Louisville hosting Kentucky. We mentioned that one briefly. Uh, who you got in that one, Jackson? We got an SEC ups, upset. I hate to pick against the conference, but I like this madness that's going to be on the college football playoff committee's mind. So I'm going to go with Louisville. All right. Now, Louisville, hey, but we're still just, we're still chipping at the iceberg. Of course, we got Arizona against Arizona State. I think I, did I hear a, a vote of confidence for the Wildcats in that one? Uh, yeah, that's definite. Oh, Arizona, I like them. And really, I mean, in the state of Arizona, I feel like that's not even that much home field advantage. It's just right up the road. and yeah. uh, Probably as many Arizona fans in Phoenix as there are Arizona State fans, but especially with, with them having a, a chance for a, a championship this year. Uh, but let's move on to the Iron Bowl, which is normally the biggest game, biggest rivalry game that – you know, in, in our neck of the woods anyway, Alabama goes to Auburn, who just got stomped on their home field in the hedges by the New Mexico State Lobos. Yeah. New Mexico State, I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe. Aggies, New Mexico State Aggies, yeah. not the New Mexico Lobos, but we got to get this right, New Mexico State Aggies. We're now nine and three. I mean, as I said they lost by two touchdowns. They lost by three touchdowns, thirty-one to ten, 
New Mexico yeah. State a week after yeah. Auburn beat Arkansas in Fayetteville by 38 points. Jackson, yeah. is Auburn, Are they? can they turn it around that quickly? Do they have a chance against the Crimson Tide? Well, and anytime this iron ball goes on, this, this iron ball, uh, there's they're always a chance. But I think that you had some looking ahead at Alabama on Auburn's part, and they got spanked because of it. But they're going to realize there was no reason to look ahead because they're going to get spanked again. That's what's going to happen <laughs> on Saturday. They, they're going to get spanked on their own field two weeks in a row, and, and Alabama's going to be heading to that SEC championship game with the with only the one loss on their record. I tell you, the Iron Bowl is the one game. And, and don't forget, I mean, we can't – You got you people have a short memory. If this Iron Bowl was being played the week after Auburn just beat Arkansas 48-10, you'd have people crowing about how the War Eagle, War Eagle, Tiger is going to beat the, the Crimson Tide this week at home. It's going to be a huge upset. But because it happens the week after a loss, suddenly people are murmuring, got their heads hung low. You have to remember, this is it's, it, it, it's classic college football this year. One week they're up, one week they're down. I think Auburn has a legitimate chance. I, I've, I think that they played some really good football. And the reason why I think Auburn has such a good chance is because I personally laid eyes on the Auburn-Georgia game. And let me tell you, I believed in that game up until the last half of the fourth quarter that Auburn was going to beat the Georgia Bulldogs. And so I know that they can play with them, and they can play with get caliber team. Alabama's not Georgia. Alabama almost got beat at home by Auburn. They did get beat at home by Texas. Alabama's looked better as of late. Auburn has looked worse as of late, but you throw that all out once the Iron Bowl. That's right. I mean, that's, that's all good points, but uh, definitely still like Alabama. Well, I'm going to go on record. I'm going to go on record. I'm, I'm going to make a call here, Jackson. I'm calling Auburn over Alabama. And this is something that's probably going to be replayed on there, but I'm, you know, probably replayed against me. And I'll, I'll take the I'll take the flack. But I, I when I think about it, I just get a feeling in my gut that – we're gonna have we're gonna have Auburn beat Alabama in the in the Iron Bowl this year. I, I think Auburn's looking at themselves and and they're like Arkansas was. This is the year. This is the year. Alabama's down. We got to take advantage. Gotcha. I, I think yeah. they're gonna do it. All right. So we move on because we got other big games to talk about. Another big game. I mean, all these are big games. It's just a buffet. Of huge college football games. Clemson coming off a big win. And here's what I love, Jackson. So many of these rivalry games, we have bowl eligibility on the line. We have real consequences where you're not just playing your rival. You're playing your rival for a chance to send them home permanently, to, to tell them to hit the books during December. No more practices. No more travel plans. No more hope. For seniors, you're done. Put on the graduation cap and and hit the road. That's that, that's the ultimate message you can send to your rival is to tell them that your season's over. And the Clemson Tigers have a chance to do that to the South Carolina Gamecocks, who are five and six. They have to defend their home stadium 
in Columbia, South Carolina against the Clemson Tigers in order to go to a bowl. And Clemson would love nothing more than to humiliate them by ending their season. How does that game end, Jackson? Well, it, and it's, you know, both teams have been playing really well as of late. And, uh, and, and I've been going against the SEC in these earlier, you know, earlier matchups of out, out of conference. You know, I, I, I went for Louisville over Kentucky, but I'm, I'm going to go for, I'm, I'm going to give Spencer Rattler one chance. Got to win one game to kind of cement what what you've done while you're at South Carolina. Go out with the win against Clemson, and I'm going to pick South Carolina to do so. All right, even after Clemson handled North Carolina last week. Even even after that, yes. All right, gonna, now Clemson. Gonna go, I'm going out on a limb. I'm going out on a limb. Extra uh, lower for Clemson. They are seven and four comfortably. In a bowl, and you know, not a huge difference between being seven and five and eight and four for for bowl consequences. But um, all right, like we've already talked about Florida State and Florida. Florida is in the same position. Another SEC team that has to win in order to go bowling, or else they get sent home in humiliation by their rival. I want to throw out another one here: Iowa against Nebraska. Nebraska, another home team. That has to win to be bowl eligible. They're five and six. And here come the Iowa Hawkeyes in the town, 17th in the country, already in the Big Ten Championship. Who takes that one, Jackson and Lincoln? Uh, Iowa's defense. I mean, they're not, they're not scoring a lot of points, but they're not giving up a lot of points either. Uh, Iowa I, I uh, breaks the hearts of the Cornhuskers at home. Breaks the heart. My, my. All right. Uh, another game here. Now, this this team is on the road, but last year's national championship runner-up, the TCU Horned Frogs, also at 5-6, and six, Jackson. And I know this isn't a big rivalry between these two teams, but they have to go into Norman, Oklahoma, against the Sooners to end up in a bowl or else they're, st- they're stuck with a humiliating early end of their season. After last year, they almost hoisted the hardware, and they can only look back to that Colorado game, first game of the year, and think, if we just would have won that game, we might still be playing ball in December. And they're, they're, they're probably going to have one of the biggest turnarounds in the negative direction that we've seen in college football because they're not making a bowl game, my friend. Uh, I, I like Oklahoma. You like Oklahoma. You don't see an upset here. No upset. All right. And then we got another one. They keep coming, Jackson. They keep coming. This one here is another bad blood rivalry. Our third SEC team playing at home this week should be Arkansas, too. Remind you, should be Arkansas. Arkansas should be the fourth SEC team playing at home this week with a bowl eligibility on the line. We've already talked about South Carolina. We've talked about Florida. Now we got Mississippi State Bulldogs playing at home against hated, bitter Ole Miss, their bitter rival in the Egg Bowl. That, that was going to be tomorrow night at 6.30. Five and six, they got to beat the number 12-ranked Rebels in order to go bowling. What happens there, Jackson? Uh, I have no confidence in Mississippi State to win that game, even at home. 
with the cowbells and everything going even on. Though, even though they beat the number 15 Arizona Wildcats, even though they went into Fayetteville, Arkansas, and so long beat the Razorbacks. The, the, the Arizona win was so long ago, it's probably been forgotten by everybody that's not a Mississippi State fan. Uh, because <laughs> you fired your coach in the middle of the season. You have an interim that who knows who knows who's going to be your coach next year. You have no idea. You, you can't win with all that extra noise. I I, I like Lane Kiffin and, and the old Miss Rebel offense. All right, got another good game here. Obviously, that one team's coming off a very disappointing loss. Uh. And let's look at the Big 12, too, to see what uh, – now, unfortunately, we should have probably Bedlam this week. I don't know why they scheduled that a few weeks early. Obviously, Oklahoma State won that. But we have Oklahoma State who pulled off the victory in Houston. I believe Oklahoma State can seal a trip to the Big 12 championship if they beat BYU – and BYU, by the way, Jackson, is another 5-16 and 16 who has to win this week in order to go to a bowl. Let me tell you, if all these teams lose, if BYU, South Carolina, Florida, uh, who else was on here that we talked about? Um, TCU, if all these teams, Nebraska, if all these teams lose this week, Mississippi State, all these teams lose, I want to who, – who's going to make it to a bowl? Like, we, we, you know, there might have to be some – I guess we're going to either have some small teams in bowls, but we're just not going to have teams in bowls. We're going to have too many. You know, somebody's got to qualify, right? Somebody's got to fill the slots. I mean, I, anyway. And I, and, I think, and I think BYU joins the list of casualties. Uh, Joins the list. Poor BYU. And, of course, we have uh, I think we already got Colorado has already punched their ticket to that list. Am I right? Colorado's 4-7, and seven, so they're eliminated. Oh, oh, and don't forget one we've already talked about. Washington State is 5-6. and six. Okay? And I was wrong about that. The game is in Washington. Okay, it's it's on the yeah, road against Washington. We're definitely going to help the Huskers. I meant I, I mentioned it was in Pullman, but um, five and six. So Washington State's another team that could be a casualty. I mean, you could have a record number of five and seven teams, and that's what what makes these rivalry games, like I said, so great. Is when the teams are playing for something, they're playing to continue their season, and you have to beat your arch rival to do it. And let me throw out another one for you. California, the Bears, they're five and six. And and if a lot of these teams lose and one or two of them win, I guarantee you those one or two are going to get a pretty nice bowl because there's not a lot of teams left to choose from, you know? But the Cal Bears, they go to UCLA. Five and six, bowl eligibility on the line. Who wins that one, Jackson? I'm not giving any of these teams any chance to win that one game to go to a bowl, apparently, because I'm also going for UCLA at home. UCLA, 7-4 at home. Uh, Notre Dame goes to Stanford. Stanford's 3-8. and eight. No, yeah. Nothing to play for for Stanford. Notre Dame. All right. 
I mean, I, I'm just so excited for this week of football. Well, here's another good one. Now, this doesn't have bowl eligibility on the line, but should be a good game. Texas A&M at LSU. Uh, well, I've, I've got to I've got to go with LSU. Uh, got got to uh, definitely, uh, yeah, def- definitely LSU. LSU. Yes, sir. All right, LSU. Uh, Jackson predicts they pr- improved to nine and three. Of course, the Tennessee Volunteers always have the cushiest rivalry week game of any team in all of college football. Every year they get Vanderbilt. This year they get them at home. Two and nine Vanderbilt goes to Knoxville for uh, for the annual uh, the the annual march to the chopping block that, the, yeah. that they do every year. Uh, I, I know while, they beat while them Rocky, while Rocky Top is playing. Uh, it's going to be resounding once again at Tennessee. Uh, demoralizes Vanderbilt once again. Yes, and uh, the uh, exactly. So it's it's yeah. it's been it's been tough for Vanderbilt, and I'm assuming Tennessee again. That's that's one of those few rivalry games like Georgia and Georgia Tech that really not not a big rivalry because it's been so lopsided. Uh, Tulane has a chance to sail into the. Conference USA championship game. They play actually a pretty stiff test against Texas San Antonio, who's eight and three. And but they're Tulane's ten and one playing at home. Who do you like in that game? Well, I like the Green Wave, and I think the Green Wave will get a chance to possibly uh, be repeat Cotton Bowl champions. I mean, I'm assuming that's where they're going to end up again if they uh, take care of business. I'm hoping so, too. I mean, obviously, I would love to see them make another. Now, they're number 18 in the country right now. So, another trip back to the Cotton Bowl. Are you going to go watch Tulane play? Or are you going to go watch the Wolfpack play? I would like to see them both. I, I hope I hope one of them goes to the Cotton Bowl. That's, that's not even much of a trip there. As long as weather permits, as we know from last oh, yeah. year. Right. And what we, we, kept me from seeing that we, classic with USC. Epic, an epic game. Uh, that somebody called, by the way. I mean, somebody called that upset in the in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, that was you. I wish we, we need to get some audio of that. If, if whatever bowl they go to, we'll play the audio on our next podcast before that bowl. All right, Jackson. Okay, so that that sounds that sounds very uh, very promising for sure. We got we got a couple more games here. I got to mention that are for bowl eligibility. One of them is Virginia Tech. After that loss to NC State last week, they have to beat their rival Virginia in Charlottesville to make oh. a bowl. Five and six Virginia Tech against three and eight Virginia. Who you got in this let one, me, Jackson? Uh, let me let me just. Uh, it would be so easy to say that neither one of them go bowling because Virginia wins, but I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. Tell you, I really think Virginia is going to give them a tough, tough battle. Because don't forget, Virginia beat um, who was that? Uh, they beat North Carolina in North Carolina. So Virginia can play ball. I wouldn't. I would. Oh, and by the way, Virginia last week 
Jackson beat Duke, who's been ranked in the top 20 all season at home. So, And they only lost to Louisville by a touchdown the week before that in Louisville. I don't know. Well, that, that's going to be another good game. And one last one here that is not even really a game. I mean, not even really a, a rivalry. I don't know how they stuck these two teams together, I guess, because neither one of them have a true rival. It's Syracuse against Wake Forest. The only reason I bring that one up is because uh, Syracuse is fighting for bowl eligibility. They're five and six. Wake Forest is out of it at four and seven. So does Wake Forest have a chance to keep Syracuse out of the bowl conversation? That definitely sounds like an early March matchup in the NCAA tournament or uh, some postseason tournament somewhere. But uh, you, let, let me just let me just say that Wake Forest keeps Syracuse from going to uh, another bowl game. All right, well, one more here. We have Gus Malzahn and the UCF Knights. They're five and six playing at home. And they face Houston again. Not a big rivalry. Houston's four and seven, but Houston's shown the ability to be competitive. They were competitive with Texas, and they frankly choked away last week's game against Oklahoma State. Uh, do you think Houston can come in and deny Central Florida a bid to a bowl? Uh, I think this is one of those cases that uh, the, the home team's going to actually figure out a way to win, and I like UCF to do so. All right, very good. All right, Jackson. Well, we uh, definitely hope that our listeners out there have a wonderful Thanksgiving, fill themselves up on turkey, and most importantly, fill themselves up on some football in between trips to the shopping mall on Black Friday and the week and the day after that. It's just going to be a wonderful weekend for watching football. And definitely, you know, spend time with those that you love and be thankful that you have them around and. Uh, just remember, not just in this season, everybody, but in all seasons, be thankful because, you know, we have sports, we have friends, and we have family. And uh, I can only echo what Big Mo said. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Uh, may God bless us all. And uh, amen. Amen. Amen.